so today I'm having a chat with Sarah and Rachel from Barnes and Bins. So it's Rachel Barnes and Sarah Bins. Um, their store is in Hove, Portland Road. It's a lovely shop, and uh, I had a really lovely chat with them. I kind of we waffled a bit, to be honest with you. And if you're ever thinking about making a podcast, one bit of advice: listen to how to make a podcast before you make a podcast, or read a book on how to make a podcast before you make a podcast the golden rule of a podcast is you ask the question and then you're silent and you let the person answer the question you don't interrupt you don't go you don't go yeah you just shut up and the sad thing is i read this after recording three podcasts um so yeah just if you're gonna do a podcast just shut up after you've answered asked a question because i didn't um other little problem today is that i've had to bring my dogs into the room while i'm doing this recording because we had a delivery and they started barking like mad so i've just brought them into this little room where i do the recording so if you hear any barking or growling or farting or howling it, it's not me it is the dogs. i've got two dogs one's called griff and one's called Poppy. Poppy, you've probably met if you've been to Shine. She's now, I think, 108 in human years. Um, she's a very old lady, but she's a lot of fun. She'd be like, you know, a drunk nana at Christmas. She's a bit like that, really. Sort of, you think she's dead, and then she just comes to life, and she's kind of, you know, if she was a lady, she'd probably be juggling her false teeth and saying, give me more gin. Um, then other days, you think, oh, this is the last day on earth, but she keeps going. And then Griff is, um, he's never been diagnosed with anything wrong with him, but there's definitely something not right. And uh, I don't know. In Wales, we would say he's a little bit tup, which means, it means a bit thick really, but he's not, I don't know. It's just, the lift doesn't go to the top or as my dad would say, he's a few biscuits short of a tin of biscuits. I don't know, something probably politically incorrect um so yeah so that's griff uh, so if you hear any weird noises that could be them right quick question i've had this week uh, about perms um hi jonathan i used to have my hair permed in the 80s i loved it i used to love those tight curls i'm thinking about having a perm again i can't find a salon that will do it can you recommend a good home perm or do you think home perms work um, short answer, home perms do work and are particularly good if you want to join the circus and be a, you know, a clown or if you want to be in a 1970s episode of Coronation Street. Uh, there's a lot of places for home perms, um, but it's not something if you want to look like a normal human being, I would recommend. Okay, well enjoy a little chat with Rachel and Sarah, and um, I'll say goodbye at the end. Hello. But so how long has Barnes & Bins been going? Um, so, well, I mean, Barnes & Bins, we opened in September 2019. So yeah. very short. Um, yeah, so six months later, COVID hit. Um, so... Yeah, so altogether we've been 18, 18 months. months. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And so only 
I guess 10 of those have been proper months because we've got COVID, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it's funny even talking like about our ideas and where we want to take them and stuff. And, you know, sometimes we have to sort of retract and like kind of go back to the start almost again and figure out where we want to go. And I mean, our conversations constantly uh, go off on tangents, but um, in some ways we've been pushed to do things. So in the first lockdown, we, we did always plan to go online in some capacity, but not as sort of, it was a bit further down the line because when we opened, a lot of we used to run workshops um a lot of the idea was in it being as not just a shop but a space where people can come in and learn about the product yeah, yeah i remember that i thought that was a really cool idea actually because it yeah. is such a beautiful space you know it's not i think getting people's heads around the fact that because you're an eco store or whatever an eco general store or environmentally conscious people just assume that it's just been all put together a bit you know a few sort of old cardboard boxes and the, you know i don't know what they imagine but well, that was when funny you, actually. when we first started designing sort of the layout of the shop people used to send us ideas about like put some crates together for shelving yeah, um, yeah. and for us it wasn't about that and we really wanted to sort of meet um the sort of ecological green movement with the everyday and how we can you know and people just living their lives and we both really liked aesthetically pleasing things and yeah. we wanted to just bring all of those things together and create a, a lovely space for people to come into and and know that they can go on that journey without it being uh, I mean I hate to use the word but hippie you know it's that it yeah, is a, a lifestyle and it can be your lifestyle so and it also it's that um that feeling that you're enriching your life with nice you know people like nice product I mean yeah to mention the time bar because obviously yeah. it's appropriate so a lot of people's sort of image of a shampoo bar and thoughts about it are very you know oh well it's a bit basic it's kind of yeah strange. Whereas if you're, you know, looking at something that's been, it's just got that slightly more sort of, it's got, it's like conscious thoughts to it, mm. you know, it's yeah. kind of, um, you're not, you're enriching your life, you're not yeah. taking away from it, you're not depriving yourself. And a lot day. of the brands that we have in as well, like we really wanted to celebrate them because they are businesses and they work so hard to create the products that they have and the mm. packaging and they've thought everything through. And so just to stick it on a crate, it's almost like it's not celebrating their brand. And, you know, we did a lot of research in the, the lead up to opening around all the products. And, you know, we wanted certain criterias when we brought them in. Um, and, yeah, we just were really impressed with the passion that people had around their product. Um, and so, yeah, so getting a, a shelving unit that actually displayed well the product and celebrated the product almost puts value again on the product yeah. you know for people to come in and go oh actually that, that looks quite nice so. yeah because i mean everything i mean and it does i mean portland road in hove which is where you're based you know it's really come on anyway isn't it so i you know i think we walk when i drove along there the other day actually just have a quick look at the shop just to refresh you know what it looked like and it it's kind of like it's a bit space nk you know in terms of it doesn't feel cluttered, you know, don't sort of everything's not cluttered in there. It's just quite enough space. You can walk in. It's a nice shopping experience. And I think that, you know, you are selling stuff that can they, people can buy in lots of different places. I mean, they can't buy your exact brand. Mm. But I just think it makes a real difference that they can get it in a little bit of a special it's a bit of a treat, isn't it? It's just go yeah. to your friendly flower like pot, get your coffee and your croissant, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
and like we said before you know a lot of um what we wanted it to be was an experience and if you know a lot of the products you can get online but if you don't know how they work and you know you want to have something that suits you and your lifestyle as a customer um, or if you're you, spending a lot more on it as well yeah you want to know that it works you want to know yeah. is this a good product and so chatting to sarah or, or myself you know is really important to kind of get that get that and do you buy everything yourselves or do you do you go to trade fairs or do you wait for people like me to come along and go will you stop my product <laughs> uh, that's a bit of both bit actually both. i think um most of the products um either i mean rachel to be honest introduced me to a lot of, of the brands and products because she'd or she'd been, been on I the guess, journey using, yeah yeah been on the journey been using um you know and it's a bit sort of once you're in that area you you do just sort of discover more um but we did go there was the um there is a big trade show which is every april mm. and we did go up in a textile in london we're um, very specific about what we both wanted as well like when we go to these trade shows because it's so overwhelming yeah. Um, yeah so and we found that we were um organically drawn to the same products yeah we? we both really like certain things and you know we've like we said before we have criteria that we want so we want it to be um you know whether it's organic or local or plastic free or um you know has any of those elements um or all of those elements that we yeah. kind of found that um we were drawn to those don't we well they're all yeah. products that we would use ourselves and mm -hmm. that we i mean there is also um so one green bottle um i actually met um one of the ladies who worked there i didn't realize it's actually a hose based business Okay. Um, it's a water bottle business. So it's a water bottle. It's a very, you know, I mean, there's a lot of water bottle brands out there. Um, but the fact that they are, um, well, female-led, so it's a lady who set the business up, um, and based in Hove, um, still very, you know, it, it's that was also important mm -hmm. in, in the products that, we you know, yeah. kind of really resounded, so. didn't it, for us, and it felt important to bring them in for all of those values as well as you can you know refill your water bottle rather yeah. in terms of environmental um, yeah. point of oh, view God, I know. Um, yeah the one green bottle i've not heard of that i don't i don't think i is it similar to a chili bottle is it that yeah. kind of exactly. yeah okay cool well, all right well i'll yeah. forget that. and what yeah. were you doing before so i don't know because there's two of you it's a bit like Wah. so what uh, were you doing before, <laughs> yeah. Rachel, before you set this up uh, like you know i mean obviously children and blah 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 but what were you doing so um so my partner is a social anthropologist um so actually i um i grew up in the balkans and um he was doing a phd um so we spent a lot of time traveling around um okay. i moved back to the uk in about eight years ago um and uh, i was actually uh, unwell during that time and um yeah so for me a lot of um the sort of the, the sort of the shop basis and the foundations of the of the shop sort of came through those experiences really um i grew up in an intentional community so we you know spent a lot of time cooking from scratch or you know making things handmade so lived quite organically in that way um and so, so was that your so parents was that your parents sort of thing then is that yeah yeah so my yeah so yeah growing up in that sort of environment so and what, what were they yeah. doing in the balkans 
what were you so they were part of a, an ngo working there okay. um, yeah. so yeah so for me i was just um yeah homeschooled and growing up sort of yeah in wow. Falcon, so yeah, it was it was interesting time. Yeah, it was very interesting. So you kind of get funny for me being a, um, a a British woman coming back to the UK kind of as an adult and sort mm. of yeah seeing how British people live was quite yeah. interesting. Um, and that really sparked a bit of a um, an interest for me in terms of my journey and um, around sustainability and how we can be more sort of um, conscious and slower living in terms of our conscientious of how we. We live our lives um, mm. rather than consumer driven so that was very much a part of my sort of journey into sustainability i think um it's and you know very hard. naively quite naively initially always naively you know i've had a lot of um experiences which you know i kind of laugh at now uh, and probably will so do so in the future but um yeah so that's kind of my background yeah and what about you sarah um, so complete contrast. <laughs> yeah, we're not completely we're like the yin and yang um, of the shop, aren't we? I mean, yeah. immediately... I was a raving drug dealer in Colombia, <laughs> <laughs> and I used to exploit children and run a, run a Nike factory Often. in China. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of our sort of, um, I mean, I I was a florist. I tra retrained as a florist when I had my daughter, who's ten now. Mm. So um, for the Ten years I've sort of been doing the floristry and um, uh, yeah, with having two children as well. Mm. Um, but before that, I lived and worked in London for a long time. Okay. So, yeah. You know, my twenties were I, you know, fueled the fast fashion industry. <laughs> that was my. Yeah. You know, I was working, living in London, not thinking, no intentional living at all. Weekend you know. millionaire. Yeah, weekend. Yeah. <laughs> I love that saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, allow uh, it. I suppose it's that kind of. Um, it's not that I think. Oh, you know, that wasn't my fault. That was the way life was. You know, and that's. Um, uh, but now, you know, I'm different phase of life. You know, it's all reached its its peak, hasn't it? You know, mass consumption, yeah. anything, and we've got to I think rein it in. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. You know, I think that we're all more conscious of it. And even my, you know, my children, my daughter's 14, and she will remind me of, you know, oh, don't get your bag, have you got this? You know, so it's really important, whereas I definitely wouldn't have reminded my parents of that, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, they wouldn't have listened anyway. But <laughs> I think, yeah, and but that's a really great combination, I think, because I think if you both go into it, I'm going to use the word hippie, Rachel, because you did sound like you had a really hippie upbringing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I was homeschooled. I'm the next. I can make any basket in any style or any shape you like. <laughs> and you know, I, I've just got visions of you quilting in the Balkans. But um, I, I think that. <laughs> do you quilt? I bet you do. I do. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I'm that's why my wife quilts. <laughs> so that's good. But I mean, if you'd have both gone into it, you know, with Rachel's head on. I think maybe the balance is perfect. You know, you, you're coming yeah. from going, mm, I don't know. Because you've yeah. got that experience of doing that mad London thing, which I think is important to have. You know, it's nice to yeah. tick it off your list, isn't it? You know, and I think it's important. But was there something that I know, I'm going to go back to Rachel in a sec, but Sarah, was there something that you particularly read or saw or a bit of media or something um, that made you think, do you know what? I've got to sort this out. 
Um, I think it was working in the floristry industry. I mean, I've yeah. always been very drawn to nature. I mean, it, it wasn't my natural habitat, really. London, you know, I'm, no. I don't regret it, but I think, you know, naturally, um, I love, I mean, I can't think of anywhere better living between the sea and the downs. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a kind of connection to nature. You know, I was, um, we got our dog four years ago, and so I was walking every day. Um, <laughs> And you know, it just feels like you're, you know, you're if you're surrounded by nature and you're, um, you know, it, it gave me so much mentally, physically, and then you know you sort of look at what you're doing and and then it's all you need to protect this, you know, it's not, yeah. it it does need protecting, it's there, but it's you know it's it's me it, we can't just carry on. Um, no. So it was a gradual process, and then actually. Um, a friend of a friend um, who I just knew um, a long time ago, they were at art college together, she set up a zero waste um, uh, store in Malmo in Sweden. Okay. Yeah, Malmo. Malmo. And so she was the first, to, she's actually English, but she her partner was Swedish, so she moved over there a while ago. And um, I just sort of like followed her journey, um, just partly through Instagram, partly through my friends. Um, and and then just by coincidence, I think you know I was sort of doing the floristry, but wasn't really sure whether I wanted to go off on my own and do it more. I'd been doing yeah. it for freelance, and um, and then a mutual friend who I think you know quite well, um, put oh, us in touch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um, it was just by chance that that you know um, it was actually my husband Matthew who. Yeah, I think I know Matt as well. Yeah, he's doing that. Yeah, uh, so he was chatting to Michelle, and and they both established that Rachel and I were kind of, you know, on the same journey. Same idea, or, mm. you know, or, uh, and then that, that, yeah, and that's where it all sort of um, came yeah. from, really. Yeah. Well, what about you, Rachel? I know that you came because we chatted the other day briefly, and you, you really sort of thought, "I've got to change how I live," didn't you? What was your piece? Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of it was to do with my health. So yeah. um, that really started um, the journey for me. So, um, yeah, so I had just finished undergoing chemotherapy and um, it was just a really simple thing where I was not happy with my hair and I wanted to sort of change it and I wanted to use natural organic products yeah. and I didn't really feel like I could find anything. Um, so that really that one moment really sort of uh, sort of spiraled into lots of other areas of my life you know the bleach that I was using in the toilet yeah. the, the plastic that my rice and pasta was coming in my you know everything it really just spiraled from there and and I didn't make changes like overnight like that it was very much uh, well I need to find one thing and make it work and when it's established in our house our household move on to the next thing and make it really work rather than trying something not liking it dismissing it yeah. and carrying on um so that was very much my sort of journey and quite intentionally wanting to you know and a lot of that was research and you know instagram and people that i connected with in the past and family members and mm. you know how to make things from the, but even from you know making a lot of handmade things i did sort of go back to you know products that would work which worked better and yeah, very much that sort of journey really for me and and then you know feeling like once I sort of got into that rhythm with my household um, and I felt incredibly overwhelmed by the fact that I was um, excuse me 
here, but you know that my community and the people I lived that lived around me were were not engaged with it, and I really wanted to um, just start a conversation, start a, yeah. a process with just even if it was just a couple of friends, or you know even if it just started with you know talking to yeah my neighbour or. Um, and then actually I was um, I was training with a friend for the half marathon, the Brighton half marathon a few years ago. And um, I was running past um, a space here on Portland Road that was empty. And, and I it just sort of came as a revelation that I needed to yeah. open up a, a shop space. Because I think, you know, there was a lot on social media. There was a lot on sort of online. And then obviously sort of with the David Attenborough documentary that really seemed to impact a lot of people and just felt like everything was building up to a moment um for me but maybe also for for britain um you know and other people so yeah so that really sort of i wanted um my community to to experience what i'd experienced in a really positive way and um yeah so it sort of started like that and then i met sarah um off it went yeah. Yeah, I think we didn't really think about it either. We did, we We just like I was, yeah, you came to meet me and we were like, yeah, let's do it. I didn't know her very well. Um, I had pneumonia. I I was literally like trying to tell her through my coughing, and you know, (laughs) I think we need to open up a job. Um, it's the best way, you can overthink things, and I think that I sometimes meet people that are telling me they're setting up a business. And they'll tell me what they've done, all the research and all the planning, mm. and they've got their spreadsheet and they've got the detail and they've analysed the relationships of the people they're about to employ and they've all done psychometric tests to see if they can work well together. And I sit there, sort of, I'd be cutting their hair, listening to them, thinking, you've got no idea, you know, because you can't plan it to that. <laughs> To that, that much, yeah. we were pandemic. I mean, that wasn't on our cash flow forecast. <laughs> pandemic. No, I, I mean, it, you know, <laughs> unless you Bill Gates, it wasn't. Was it? But um, so no, it's great, and I, I think that it, it's nice that you know you're both coming from a again similar place, which is think actually we want to do something. We've seen enough things on Instagram, seen enough things on Facebook. You know, what can we do? And what. Last night there was an advert on TV for a shampoo bar, and um, you know I looked and thought, oh, that's it. You know, they're all going to be doing shampoo bars now. And I thought actually, it's quite a good thing in a way because half of the time that I'm trying to, you know, talk to people about shampoo bars, and you know, especially a couple of years ago, they didn't even know what a shampoo bar was. So. It was hard. I had to a convince them what a shampoo bar was, then tell them it was okay to wash their hair with it. And the same with what you're doing. The more refill stores that open, the more yeah. you know environmentally conscious stores that open. They just go. It's just one of those stores that you just go and refill your stuff up, and it'll be really normal. And yeah. the more normal it normalize. becomes, yeah. just normalise it. You know, yeah. and it, yeah. it's, you're not competing with ASDA, but no. that's okay. You don't want to compete with ASDA, and people to shop at your shop. It's far nicer than going to a big supermarket, you know, and that's all there is to it, isn't it? Yeah. What's I mean, your, you know, sorry. what would you say? Go on. What would you, what would you say? If somebody walked in and they were, they were just being a bit nosy, really. They weren't your average shopper. They, they don't go to an eco-conscious store. They, they just sort of, you know, 
look at it and they kind of go, oh, I'm hippies, you know, oh, I don't want to get involved with them. And then they waltz in and they kind of go, but I wouldn't mind trying to live a bit better. What, what would be the one thing you'd recommend that they change to? Just a simple, simple, easy change. They don't have to think about it. 65 million people in Britain. If everybody made that one simple, easy change, the difference would be massive. So what would you always, you know, what's your big go-to for that? Um, well, or would you just throw them out? Go back out and change. It's taken a long time, even for people who literally live across the road, you know, we're in that yeah. sort of quite dense residential area. People didn't know what we were. And for a while we were thinking, is that a good or a bad thing? Um, because the idea, we didn't want to be, we didn't want people to just go, oh, it's another earth-centric store, you know, yeah. I, can buy, I can buy incense sticks and whatever then. Yeah. Um, so we didn't, but then sometimes we thought maybe we've gone too far with people not understanding that. It, well, we questioned ourselves, like, what yeah, are we? We like, are always are we, um, But I think, and this always surprises us, we cannot believe that people still buy bottles of water. Like, oh. it's just the easiest switch in the world. Um, yeah. And there's nothing good about a plastic bottle of water. You, you know, environmentally. Even if you use it a few times. <laughs> well, but even for you, you know. Um, yeah. So, I would say that is, you know, one of the easiest switches people could make. Stop, but, oh, I know. Um, I thought, you know, I yeah. banned them in the salon, actually. Cause, well, not from clients. You can't. You can't say to clients, you know. But yeah. sometimes staff you know we've got this whole plastic policy we've got this whole environmental policy you get someone walking in who'll be telling you all day long how they love the fact that we're the sort of sun that we're on they've got a big chili thing what are you doing with that <laughs> you know and yeah. I've, I've actually before now i've gone and bought a chili bottle i mean I've, or something you know i've gone and bought them for staff just to sort of get them off buying that bottle of water you know but yeah it's, it's a crazy it's a sense of simple switch and actually we went to thailand a couple of years ago on holiday and we were forced to buy a bottle of water because it just was the way it was. You know, everything yeah. came in plastic bottles. And it was so awful. I felt so wrong doing it. Mm. And it, you know, which is great. I'm glad I felt like that. I mean, it, you know, I couldn't avoid using it there. But I'm really glad that we all felt a little bit, ooh, about it, you know, which yeah. is great. So, that's good. what about you? What about you? Are you the same, Rachel, with the water? Or have you got something that you would love to swap? Well, I mean, I, I agree in one sense maybe whatever it is even if it's a water bottle or something mm. else um it's the one thing that you can change in your because i think you know we all are very individual we're all different families different we've all got different setups at home yeah. um so i think when someone walks in you know you try and engage with what would suit them and you know we do have people going oh i'm not ready to try that or oh, oh no i couldn't do that yeah. you know? um so I think that there are, there's always one thing that you could probably do. And I think from that point on, that's the point where if you're already stepping into the shop, that's your first step, you know, that's your yeah. first move, isn't it? So, yeah. and from then I think you can actually, you, you know, you do start thinking about it from that perspective. And if you've got the, 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 if you've got the capacity to think, okay, well, if I'm using buying a water bottle every day that's five water bottles and weekly and then monthly and then throughout the year and how many water bottles i'm wasting then you can't un not think that for every area of your life yeah. and so 
So yeah, I mean, I would agree a water bottle is a great start, um, but I would also agree with any, you know, any any one change that you can make here yeah. um, and do it well. And then that sort of starts the ball rolling in your, your life, I think. And, and I price. Think it's, it's, I'm going, sorry. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say um, for something very, you know, because obviously I don't know if you were just going to talk about price of things, but I was exactly um, going to say how does it yeah. compare? Is it scary? I mean, I guess I, I, the way I thought about it, and when I've looked at it, I, mean, I might be right, I might be wrong. You're probably going to tell me in a minute, but just you probably waste less product. So maybe I don't know. You're only buying enough at a time. It's all done by yeah. weight. Yeah. So we do, I mean, refills, like the, another thing is a soap bar. I think, you yeah. know, just whether it's a shampoo yeah. bar or your hand. Bar soap, I know. Um, people seem so like, a bit like, oh, soap, no, I mean, you know, isn't that, they all, in their mind, we've built up into a society that thinks that soap is not clean because, you know, it's not in a bottle and it's not, hasn't got antibacterial 99.9%, whatever. Um, and actually, a single bar of soap, which should be a pound, um, is is just it's self-cleaning you know it's yeah. kind of like um but for people who i think this is what we've always wanted to be so the people that are already refilling and have been doing for years they know where to go they don't care about you know what bottles they're using they don't that but they're on that they've been on that journey so we're not really for them so much no. um not saying that all our customers i mean we've got some really good customers who have been refilling for years but I guess for, for us it's kind of um, taking we're trying to refine the refill system a bit for people so you can have your hand wash in a nice bottle and you just bring that nice bottle back and you know yeah. people bring their I don't know how much you want people to, me to say brands but you know very no, nice it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah. oh okay so like no one sponsors me <laughs> no no maybe maybe um, in two years time we'll do one of these interviews and we go uh, today's event will be sponsored by shampoo <laughs> leather bars or whatever I don't know <laughs> yeah. For now, really stay where you want. Yeah. <laughs> you and I are going to be listening to this, by the way. You do realise that. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You'll be playing it to Matt. You'll be playing this to Jamie. Yet. I'll be playing it to Claire. I'll be saying to Andy <laughs> and Michelle, can you listen to that podcast? Just listen yeah. just, and just like and subscribe it. Then we'll have yeah, three yeah, yeah. people. <laughs> Woohoo! <Yeah. laughs> it's just us. It's just for us. Yeah, yeah, the same, you know, professional headband, but exactly. um, people bring their really lovely Aesop bottle in that oh, yeah. costs them 25, 30 pounds for the, um, and then, you know, they can refill that <clears throat> with our, and it costs two pounds to refill yeah. it, uh, and it's, you know, our refill, it's um, Northamptonshire based company. Um, okay. They offer a sort of fully circular system. It's all, you know, all got all the eco credentials and and it, you know, and it doesn't damage your hove like, points at home, you know, because when people go to your house in hove and they see that you've got an unbranded product in your downstairs loo, they are offended. So by yeah. having the Aesop brand, <laughs> yeah. they kind of think, oh yeah, yeah, they've really, they've really got it going on. They yeah. really are. Too. <laughs> this is a house I'll come back to. I will wash my hands in their downstairs cloakroom because Aesop. they've got Aesop, but they don't yeah. know. They've just been to Barnes and Bin. Yeah. <laughs> Marketing full circle. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, we're finding that level for people, you know, where they still feel that they're, they're not, you know, kind of. Um, uh, yeah, they, they can make these changes without sacrificing, yeah. um, you know, 
style or not style but you know the... well no but but it, it is about style i mean I, you know yeah. we sell you know we're an invader salon and shine and the it's great it's a brilliant product and it's a great brand it really works it makes hair lovely the shampoo smells gorgeous and all of those things are people's priority if we sold a brand and just because it was natural just because it was organic just because it was sustainable but it didn't work we wouldn't have a business you know we have a business because it works and that's yeah. the difference you know and the same with you you're selling great products and they work if they didn't work and you know you, you will not survive by your message alone i think that anybody that wants to open a green business an eco business whatever you want to call it you've got to be prepared to make sure that what you're selling really really works and it works really really yeah. well you know and, and then it, there's a longevity in it that there is a yeah. you know something that works well and i mean i think that um if anything the pandemic has brought for me a, a re sort of reset my mind in terms of how I can do it again like a refresh yeah. yeah. oh okay because yeah. sometimes I lapse and sometimes I'm like you know just it's all convenience I need something to work conveniently I need a bag of pasta I'm just going to nip yeah. and that's okay and I'm uh, abs yeah, absolutely no judgment at all but you no. know you can find your your rhythm with it and yeah, yeah. I think that's really important well my wife works in uh, wine business and she, you know, they, they're a magazine that just sells, they, they, you know, they're only dealing with the in independent wine shops across the country. And their independent wine shops, the sales have gone through the roof. Mm. I think a lot of it is people can go in, they can have a chat with the owner, you know, yeah. they can recommend a wine. And they, people just want a little bit of an experience when they shop, you know, because shopping became so unpleasant, especially in the last pandemic, when you were queuing for an hour before you went into somewhere. So yeah. to make it a nicer experience of a chat with someone, you know, I think we'd all go back to that. And it'd be lovely if we could be a bit more local, you know, and I did see a thing on Facebook. I mean, I'm not, I don't really do much on Facebook or get too involved with it, but they were talking about the fact that no one's going into London anymore, you know, and this person had posted, well, isn't that great news? Because maybe that, those thousands of Tesco Expresses on every corner that have killed every independent trader will slowly disappear and the independent trader can pop up again yeah. and sell things in in a way that they're free to sell to buy from people they want to buy from and make sure that they're buying from ethically sourced yeah. you know makers one of the things so, that we we believe as a business as well is that local economy is so important and yeah. that if you're investing in your local economy mm -hmm. then you're investing in your neighbors your yeah. you know and people are doing that already with their local plumber and their local electrician yeah. And, yeah. You know, and you can do that with your business you know this we live in this area yeah um, mm -hmm. and i think with the pandemic it's been really important you know for us i mean we've you know looking back we have chosen a brilliant location because we are a residential area and people have found their local communities again yeah, and yeah. You know, we right. live in an area where it is was commutable you know you could commute up to london and you know we found that when we reopened just before christmas people were coming in saying oh we didn't know you were here because we were commuting and we didn't mm. see what we have on our doorstep and yeah. that you know if anything for our local community has been a really great vantage point for the pan from the pandemic yeah. I mean, and you just hope that they keep doing it and they kind of remember yeah. and it yeah. might mean that you you know i don't want to depress you but it might mean you need to open adjust your hours slightly and maybe think well hang on a minute we are getting those commuters off the train if they know mm. we're here at 7 38 at night mm. i don't know i mean i know that sounds horrific that the idea of doing that but <laughs> yeah i know but it's just how do we keep them you know how do yeah, we keep adapting. them and it's adapting. To support us and yeah. you know 
we, we've always opened slightly later in the salon because that's the nature of what we do. But I think that it is now a case of, okay, we've got these people, they know we exist. We've got to keep them interested. We've got to keep them excited about what we're doing. But I think some of the most... It's so great. I mean, it's great, you know. Yeah, I think a lot of the businesses that are locally that have thrived have been the ones that have adapted so well to yeah. this um, and are, have creatively thought about how they can, you know, make their business work mm. in this and, you yeah. know, you on the click and collects to the pickups and the, you know, delivery and, um, yeah, trying to make it work for their businesses and, um, you know, and interestingly what you were saying before about, um, you know, that we came in with the with this idea and we didn't have like the structure of a business sort of savvy yeah. mindset to it yeah. you know that was that was our you know that probably was the best thing that happened for us because if we knew what we know yeah. now we might have been you know <laughs> we might not have set this up at all <laughs> yeah. so you know it did require us to you know we constantly got ideas and thinking about how we yeah. can develop the business and you know and then alongside that you know money and money issues yeah. and business yeah. i mean even plays a massive part but it, we've been able to learn so within more. 18 months <laughs> we've gone from you know we like the workshops were quite a big well especially um, the first Christmas we were open because I did the wreath making because yeah. it was obviously a resource that we <laughs> might as well use it. So we, I don't know how many wreath making workshops we did. And then, you know, we had quite a few others. We had some fermented food ones and then we had quite a few lined up for the year. Yeah. Uh, and it literally, that was it. Stop dead, no workshops, not going to be for, okay, so what are we going to do now? And we've always got something. There's this, yeah. this, journey here there's a movement there's you know um fluidity in what yeah. we can do and create but my my latest sort of thing because i'm always listening you know both of us yeah. listen to quite different things so as well yeah. which is quite good um but i've have you um listened to any of mary portas um she's got this concept of the kindness economy I, um, i'm aware of that the kindness economy but i haven't listened to any yeah. of her stuff i'm going to yeah so she's just started a podcast that um she's interviewing different um obviously people so the the first one was the guy who set up brew dog the oh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and his story is really interesting and he's sticking even though he's he's been offered obviously to be bought out so yeah. many times they've got their they've got their brands and they've got their and you can't take that away from them and that's their individuality yeah. and yeah. you know we still need to we still need to survive in business and we still need to be you know at some point in our lives get <laughs> being profit or whatever yeah um but you don't but people have go into to business be... for different reasons you know it isn't all about mm. okay it is all about money it is all about money because you've got rent to pay you've got rates to pay you've got bills to pay yeah but it is about how much money you know you might think well actually i only want to make that much money because i yeah. want to be able to do this i want to be able to take a holiday i want to be able to take some time off and this is why I'm doing it. And that's okay. It isn't about yeah. becoming a billionaire or a millionaire. It's yeah. about I'm funding my life in the way that I want to live it. Yeah. Know? And I'm really happy with that. So, yeah. yeah. Rachel had enough. She, Rachel's just disappeared. Yeah. She's got bored. She's gone <laughs> for a sleep. Our neighbour <laughs> from upstairs just came down. Liz, like, I think there's a, the guttering or something. Oh, and, um... Rachel's popped out for a fag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit bored. Yeah. Well, look, so, look I won't keep you anymore. Because Small packet listen... of plastic packet crisps, fags and a Perfect. bottle of water. <laughs> Perfect. That's what I like to know, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. And um, 
me going, yeah, 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 and interrupting. Didn't get on your nerves too much. Um, just bear with us if you're requesting an appointment. We are going through them as quickly as we can, and uh, we've got weeks yet. And, you know, Matt Hancock could change his mind. Little mind, very little mind, tiny little mind. Um, apparently, you can tell when he's changing his mind because uh, he picks his nose. All right, take care and see you soon.